Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine, morning to all. Welcome to the Good Morning Amigo show right here on Sirius XM 145. So our our coffee meetings in the mornings, we have suspended them until further notice. They have failed twice in a row, Frank. We have readjusted programming to have our Cuban coffee shot in the morning. It's not happening. Um, deal, you're fired. My uncle makes coffee here in the morning. He's fired. Sorry, Rolo. You're fired. We're just going to have to buy coffee and start on time, Frank. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> we try. Why are we so Why are we so over the top when we say things? So hyperbolic when we say things. Headline on CNN. Coronavirus cases are spiking across the country, and experts say Florida has the makings of the next epicenter. I've never seen a headline quite an essay like that. My days in journalism school taught me that when you do a headline and it's three lines, the third line should not have only one word. This may be the ugliest and worst headline in the history of publishing. This is terrible. Is that a headline thing or an editor's thing? That's uh, an editor's thing. I'm sure there's something they could have done to the font or something. to. Yeah, make you lower the font so that it fits in two lines. As it is, it's a very long headline. Right. Nowadays, that's acceptable. Back in my day, headlines were kind of short, sweet, and to the point. The editor comes up with a headline? Is that how it works? Usually, yes. What will happen is the writer will have a suggested title slash headline, and the editor will adjust it based on space and what they're trying to convey. Epicenter, huh? Epicenter. Well, there's a lot Team of... Team scientists in Philadelphia... And the University of Pennsylvania put this model together and said this. It's interesting because more people are leaving hospitals than coming in at Florida. And people are going to get infected. But the survival rate keeps going up. And less people are dying. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've never really typecast anything that's gone on in the three months of this quarantine. But does that not now look like we're scratching and clawing to grab onto another story having to do with COVID again? Because we know what's going on. That's why we're walking around with masks everywhere. Right. That's why we can't congregate at more than 50% occupancy. That's why we stand in line outside of Walmarts to get in and other establishments. That's why if we choose to go to a restaurant in some of these places, we eat next to mannequins. I mean, if you haven't freaking seen the difference on how you live your life in the last three months, then get the hell out of, a, out of the cubbyhole you're in. Peek your head out of the damn ground and st or out of your ass, whatever the hell is going on in your head or around it. Wipe your ears squeaky clean. Like Biggie would say, wipe the cones out your eyes. Is that a crust? Wipe the crust off your eyes. That was a corn. A corn in your eyes. That's what they used to call it. You know when you get those little eye boogers and they dry up? Uh -huh. They look like kernels of corn. So I think it's corn. I'm going to look up the lyric. Could be. Look it up. I believe it, the corn's out my eyes. I don't think it's wiped the crust out my eyes. I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong. But I remember the old school connotation to that stuff in your eye being called corns. Because it dries up and looks like a very small kernel of corn. You like the logic of my explanation. I yes, could, I, I could be that's dead why, wrong. but well, I think that's, that's why I'm looking it up. Like, we got to... Uh, it's actually cold out my eye. Wipe the cold out my eye, so we got it wrong. We're both wrong. 
That also makes sense because the cold, I guess he means, you know, like eye booger, I mean, you got a cold. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. got a cold, you got an eye booger. So, okay. Lyricist. So we got it wrong. Anyways, the headline, I think, is coming from conflicting reports between uh, Governor DeSantis and the CDC. Uh, CDC saying that there were still haven't even gone past the first wave, and we're just kind of treating this already like if it's a second wave. DeSantis is saying that the reason why the numbers are going up is because there's more testing being done. Which they make fun of what Trump said. He said it wrong, but the truth is, is the more you test, the more people you're going to find out have it. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to find out the more people survive it. Because, see, you find out when someone dies that they had COVID. Right. Or maybe you attribute COVID to the death, whatever you want to call it. That's, that's a subject for another day and for another show. Right? But if you're not dying from it or you're not hospitalized from it, and what they call a symptomatic, like, there's, there's tens of thousands of people that probably have it and aren't tested and aren't officially documented. So what are we doing? Are we playing with the numbers of the people who are tested and getting it and seeing that they have it? They quarantine themselves and... The truth of the matter is, is I'm not minimizing what we're dealing with. But even while we were going through it, I kept telling you, when you find out you have it, you kind of survive it at a high rate. Mm -hmm. At one point, it was a 10% where you didn't survive. Remember? Um, And then it started going down because more testing was going on. You you penetrate 1% of the population in testing and you're coming up with these numbers. That 1% doesn't tell you what the other 99% has, especially with something like this. It's obvious the first couple of percentage percentages of people, you know, the first droves of people are people who have the bad symptoms. If you have a mild symptom, like if you were potentially able to test 100% of the people in the United States, what would your numbers be? That's what Trump was trying to say. And it's very easy to beat down a man like Trump because everybody does, and I'm not defending Trump. I'm just saying, you know, puts himself in awkward situations by tweeting 200 times a day and some of the things that he does. But come on. Of course he makes sense of what he said. You stuck a, if you stuck a swab up everybody's nose, of course cases will go up. But no one, If deaths are going down, more people are leaving hospitals than going in hospitals. So what does that do to your economy? Why is the media covering it the way? Oh, first wave, second wave. I got it. So we have a vaccine. We're not in the clear. Look, that's why we wear the damn masks. Duh. That's why we wear the damn masks. So two days ago, we had 25,000, so 25,000 uh, new cases, 850 deaths. Uh, yesterday, it was 26,000 new cases, 800 deaths. That's for state of Florida. That's for the U.S. That's a running to. That's USA. I'm gonna give you Florida now. Like I'm just. I'm, oh, okay. I'm so, to break it down. so where we were experiencing 2,500 deaths a day, 2,000 deaths a day, we would turn on World News tonight and see the numbers spike up 2,000. Um, is that what you're telling me? Yes. So now Florida has 2,600 cases and 25 deaths. Now 2,600 cases yesterday. Yesterday, the 2,600 cases is yesterday, right? How many people died? Uh, 25. You good at math? No. That's why I have you around. So let's let's say they didn't test 2,500. Let's say it's, uh, 2,600. Let's say let's, they found that 2,500 had it, tested positive for it, correct? Mm-hmm. And 25 of the 2,500 died. Mm-hmm. That's 1%. 1%. I, do you realize that when you catch the flu that that's about where you're at? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. No. I'm not trying to be a dick here at all. 
But I'm trying. I'm trying to let's let's also be 21st century grownups. This doesn't give you permission to walk out without a mask and be haphazard. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just gonna take what the, the media gives me with a grain of salt. I've had for a while now. They saw that their ratings went down since people's attention went away from COVID. Good, bad, or indifferent, what's going on with Black Lives Matters and everything that's happened in the last month or so dealing with George Floyd, there are some people who don't want to hear about that. So they push it away. I mean, it doesn't realize they overloaded on COVID. It's something you have to know. So even if you didn't like hearing about it, it had to be known because it's facts. And the ratings were through the roof. That's when I stopped because all of a sudden it was COVID, COVID, COVID. Then all of a sudden the BLM things happened and the protests happened. And all of a sudden there was no discussion about COVID anymore. It was all about the BLM. So how do you go from t from fourth, fourth gear of COVID, 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 and then all of a sudden throw it down the second gear and just not even talk about it at all, and then I'll start to pick it back up and go back to fifth gear? I didn't like that shift. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because the numbers of viewers and your ratings. And listen, at the end of the day, they still have to sell commercials, and they still have a business to run in these stations. And don't think for one second that as you watch this Hellman's commercial – on ABC during Good Morning America that they didn't pay top dollar to have that commercial place there. Make no mistake about it. So the more viewers, the more expensive that spot costs. And that's what governs that. So no matter what's going on, even if the integrity of it is a little prostituted, um, it's about the ratings, bro. It's about the ratings. So they, they, you know, they got shares, they've got... All that plays into how they charge for their spots. So don't think for one second that it doesn't matter. It does. And that's why they give you that news the way they do. I'm not doubting there's people with, with there's cases. And, and I'm not even, look, I am going to take the numbers and accept their legitimacy. I'm not questioning the numbers at all. Because a lot of people, oh, those numbers are fake. No, 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 no. I deal in reality. So you're you going to give me those numbers? I'm going to take those numbers as reality. But now I'm going to talk to you about those numbers. Because... We're at a point where we're finding out X amount of people have it and 1% are dying. Keep wearing your mask, guys. Oh, but the cases are going up. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Deaths aren't. So then if it's like a 1%, like you say, like the flu or whatever. So are you okay where we're at, how we're opening, or should we just open up? Or no, 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 no. I, listen. <laughs> Take your time. Do it the way you feel comfortable doing it. Do it as, as safely as you can do it. We are on guard until the first of the year when that vaccine, and I say first of the year, who knows? January could be March. That vaccine is what's going to make or break things. Then there's going to be a scramble to get that vaccine. Until then, the notion that we're unprotected from this has us with the masks, has us wearing gloves, a reality that I can't stand, but we're going to have to deal with. I believe that they have to ease into opening things. But I don't think you should jam-pack restaurants. And I don't think you should have 60,000 people at Hard Rock watching the Canes play. That's exactly where I am. I believe that for the most part, it's being handled okay. It's a little divisive because each state's doing something different. But then again, it's evident that that's the way it ought to be. Trump wasn't wrong doing that one either. You know I make mean? All kinds of hell on Trump all the time. These are a couple of things where he was dead, dead on point. Oh, he shouldn't be. We need help from our government. You got help from your government. And now he's empowering you as a state to do what you got to do for your constituents, for your people. 
Does it exploit? Yeah, the governors have to do work. Oh, kissing babies all day. That's not how you make your money. Like, this is, you got to make tough decisions. DeSantis has got his hands full every day the last three months or more. And will continue to. Get it through your head, man. That wasn't the worst thing in the world. That's why some places have different situations than others. Look, there's, there's, there's parts of this state people don't even wear masks. That, I mean, you got to wear a mask. If you open up a beach, you go to a beach, I don't think you need to wear a mask. Facing the ocean. If I'm not around people, I'm not spitting on people, we're good. There's certain circumstances that are okay. But you can't put 20,000 in the American Airlines Arena to watch Mark Anthony give you a two-hour performance. Can't do it. Too close. The quarters are too close. Sharing too much oxygen <clears throat> in a world where there's an illness that has no vaccine that is rampantly affecting us. Not killing us, but it's rampantly affecting us. You get a cold, you get a cold, you know? If we, listen, if we, tomorrow there's a cold that develops, and it's called, it's called the Frank Fernandez cold, right? We're not prepared to defend ourselves against the Frank Fernandez cold. And if everybody gets the Frank Fernandez cold, it's a reality. You have to deal with it. The other reality is, is it going to kill me or is it going to put me in bed for two days? And while we will never diminish the power that COVID has had and, and, how many deaths around the United States? It speaks for itself. Where are we at? Like 110,000? Numbers are alarming. 120. 120,000. Dear God. But there's a large percentage of those numbers of people who are older that have been in... in uh, 2.2 million people affected. I also firmly believe that a lot of people on a daily basis die with unknown reasons. And I believe some of that has been attributed there. Very easy to, you know, I believe, you know, there's been some issues with those numbers. My dad worked in an, at an emergency room, worked in a hospital for 20 years, and he used to come home with stories. I know for a fact that you have to list the reason of death. If you're old and the ticker just stops, it's natural causes. If you have an opportunity to put COVID in there, and there's some sort of resources that the hospital gets, they may tell you, if we're in doubt, let's, let's go ahead and, if they're asymptomatic or there's anything that shows it, let's make sure we list it. That's what's going on. So if you're asymptomatic, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you die for another reason, God forbid, like, they're not going to be able to put it to that, I guess, right? Or can they? We don't know that. Are you going sifting through those papers and seeing it? We don't know that. No. I hate saying this because it sounds very insensitive. But I've said it from time to time on the show. I will never diminish what's going on. However, who's dying? Do you know who's died? I know one person who's died. I know I I I, I don't even know personally the three people who I, who I know got it. Two of them are someone related to someone I know. I only know one person that's had it. That person died from it. It's the only person I know that's had it. The other two people are related to someone I know. Think about it in your I mean, I, listen, there may be people, listen, I know 37 people in my life that got it. Okay, well, then it's different. But my perspective is that, and it's, I will continue to give the reverence towards the dangers of COVID. I'm never going to diminish that. 
I know you've been advocating not opening so fast. You've been pretty staunch about it. Mm. But to me, everything is in the story of the numbers. We used to go over those numbers time and time again for a reason. And the numbers were spiking and there were things that were not optimistic for a long time. Now they kind of are. Well, the, the reason why I had asked about opening up is because we're seeing, obviously, that the cases are still uh, within the numbers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's 50% occupancy in certain places, and there, there's certain rules and regulations. But, like, you start looking around, and everybody's just kind of just having parties now. Like, nobody necessarily cares. People are on top of each other. Um, people are ordering charter boats, and they're going out and doing all... So, it's like if it doesn't even exist. I had a friend of mine that went to Savannah, Georgia this past week, and I asked her about how the mask situation there with the COVID situation. She said, nobody's wearing a mask. People walk into places, nobody's wearing a mask. People just, it's like if COVID didn't even exist. So people want the, want the ability to be back open. They want the ability to have the, have the ability to be responsible and make their own decisions, but that, this shows that people can't be trusted. We heard about the story that came out of Jacksonville that the group of girls went to a Jacksonville bar, everything's good and gravy, they were irresponsible, didn't have any kind of protection, and then they all ended up uh, having uh, getting the COVID virus. So I don't know, that's why I'm kind of just hesitant still. Like you see me, we, got, we went to a gathering uh, this past weekend, I stuck to the corner. I'm not trying to necessarily, trying to just associate myself with a huge amount of people. I went to your house a couple weeks ago, you had a little get together for your daughter. Outside, I stayed in the corner. Outside, my man, in the front in the front of the house I had it, which I, was great. I didn't even feel like an outcast because I was making myself the person that was sitting to the corner. If you wanted to come and talk to me, great. I was talking to people from a distance. I thought we did a good job of social distancing. There's a couple of family members that just decided they were going to sit together and there was nothing you could do about it. The way we spaced it out was really good. And you did take, and it was suggested because you had Addison with mm -hmm. you, that you took a little more off to the mm -hmm. side. We kind of had the street a little blocked off. Right. Which we were able to do thanks to our, our neighbors, and you took more towards the street, and you had a healthy distance. So we'll approach you and talk to you, and even when they did, they kept eight or ten feet of distance. Right, but, um, but you know, I thought that was kind of cool. But you know, yeah, an easy an easy place to see is only in date. You go down only in date on Instagram, and all of a sudden you just see people hanging out with each other, people on top of each other, not respecting the whole social distancing thing. And it's a little irritating because uh, they, they, they keep threatening us, oh, we'll lock down again, we'll lock down again. I think China went on another lockdown or whatever. I, I kind of don't want that. I want to get back to normal. So people are just not respecting it. Imagine that. What are you going to do? We come back from break. We got a bunch of stuff to go over. Um, we've been bragging all week about the new additions to the Slam Radio family. And almost immediately um, we get hit with one of our family members uh, suffering a great loss. My boy, uh, Hurricanes Marsh, um, woke up yesterday to the horrible news that his beloved father had passed away. Um, so condolences to him, to your family, Marsh. Um, I know you're new here, but that doesn't mean that uh, we do not have the same connection as you would with some of your other friends and certainly we care about you we, we want to make sure that you're okay and uh and we express our deepest condolences to you and your family uh on the passing of your father that that was sad to hear yesterday my daughter's the one that brought it to my attention i didn't even see it i read it this morning when i was kind of just hanging around yeah um 
just unfortunately tough, tough. And we had Jordan on yesterday. Um, I don't know if Jordan knew at the time we had him on what had happened. I don't think they did. I think uh, I think Marsh had kind of kept it to himself a little bit, but that's fine. Um, I think he was in shock. Actually, is what happened. I was just I could not believe we had uh, we had that news come through. I felt so bad. So uh, we are here for you, brother. Uh, you're gonna make the old man proud. I know he wrote something on Twitter. You're going to make your old man proud, and maybe this is something that now will motivate you to really, really take this opportunity and run with it. But uh, nothing but love for you, brother. Nothing from, but love to our uh, our extended family members from uh, State of the U. But, but uh, Marshall Thomas, my brother, I, uh, I feel really bad that you've gone through this, and uh, we are praying for you and your family. That was his role model, man. That was his dude. That, that's a tough one to hear, man. But we love you, brother. All right, come back from break. Yeah, we're going to do this one for the old man, bro. This, this show's for for Marshall Thomas's old man. That's exactly. Got to get his name. We say his name at the end of the show and everything. How about that? That's how family rolls. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I get it. Your desk has been there for you, holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out, talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145.
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. not in a great mood yesterday or last evening i'm not sure if you happened to take a peek at my tweets oh yeah one of my friends brought it up to my attention who brought it to your attention he's like what happened on the show one of my boys lionel uh what happened on the show and i'm like um i don't know why he goes amigo went off on twitter and i'm like well sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to do what happened on the show it might come up on the show tomorrow so i went i peeked at your twitter and I saw you going at somebody when I went to go open the source. It was uh, you were going at Christian Yellick. He's a Charmin. He's so soft. Oh, he's Charmin. That's why I call him Charmin. He's so freaking soft. Now you understand why. I Did call you him see? Charmin. I called him soft. Yes. He's an asshole. You should have called him Charmin. No, I should have just called him an. A Actually, I did call him an asshole. Sorry about all the cursing. I know I can, and I tru truly don't when they're around. But there's just times, and these times call for this stuff. Christian Yelich, who became an above-average baseball player three years ago, goes at Mad Dog Chris Russo for making a general statement. He didn't go at Christian Yelich. Christian, not the first time Christian has his little, his little tookus in a rash because he's such a soft and gelatinous person, bro. Can you please look up what he was scheduled to make this year? Yeah, I'm on it. All right, because this is simple. 
this is very simple. You, Christian Yelich, are exactly the reason why baseball will die in America. Christian Yelich, you are the new Joe Kelly, in my opinion, even though you're better than Joe Kelly. You've become quite the excellent baseball player. And I, I will preface by saying that I cannot say anything ill about his talents because he has improved and become quite an amazing ball player. But he's also become quite an amazing asshole. He goes at Mad Dog Russo because Russo makes a comment which, quite frankly, almost makes too much sense. <laughs> Imagine the thought of it making too much sense, Frank. It almost makes too much sense. 12.5 mil. And he's scheduled to continue to get better and better with it. Isn't that right? <sighs> Yes. It keeps going up and up. 12.5 in 2020, 14 mil in 2021, jumps up to 20 in 2022 to 26 mil, mm -hmm. stays there till mm -hmm. 2028, and then in 2029, it drops to 20 mil. And he'll ask for an extension if he plays some going good baseball for a few years. Right? Yep. That's what he does. That's what he's so good at. guy's the best in the business right now he's an excellent ball player but you know what else? if you go at a guy like chris russo and are you having trouble with your internet or is it just me um like log off of your internet and pick another internet and then go back to that internet happened to me this morning it's hiccuping right i thought it was just me yeah it's just a quick reset so just pick another internet wherever and then go ahead and go back to that slam studio one all right so i've done that so we're working on that Chris Russo puts out kind of a cattle call to all of all baseball. They want to hear baseball players individually say, we're ready, I'm ready to work. You know, especially if you've underperformed your contract, which I thought was a very funny thing to say. Doug Russo is paid to have his opinion on sports. Sports right now is not being played. So you've got to find a better way to kind of communicate this. True or false? True. Okay. And move on. His job is to discuss these things. Christian Yelich's job is to hit a baseball. Now, Christian Yelich is entitled to disagree. I'm wildly frustrated with what's going on in here as far as the internet is concerned. So I'll just go to my phone because apparently that's going to be the only reliable way to do this today. Um... And it bothers the hell out of me. Because if you really think about it, all this man said, the only thing Mad Dog Russo said, was he's not interested in hearing, his exact, I'm not interested in hearing from MLB players tweeting that they are ready to go, especially the ones that have underperformed their contracts. I'm going to start by saying, do you know who Chris Mad Dog Russo is? Absolutely. So many credit him, along with Mike Francesa, to be the innovators and the starters of what today commonly is known as sports radio. 
it springboard. He, he's the equivalent of Jordan coming to the NBA. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of good at what he does. You don't agree with him, you're entitled to not agree with him. You play Major League Baseball and you make money playing Major League Baseball. Your response should not be, if the requirements for having an opinion requires, great great English, Christian, the requirements for having an opinion requires success in one's field, could have used the word includes instead of requires, includes success in one's field, then you should probably take your own advice and then he used the emoji to shut up. Mm-hmm. I saw that. My tweet's very straight to the point. Oh, There's yeah. a few of them. Sports radio legend, 30 for 30 on his radio start. Don't go at Mad Dog Unleashed. That quarantine has you guessing fastball when it's a curve. Who gave you permission to be an asshole? You know what they say about opinions, just like assholes. Everyone has one, and they stink. STFU, and then I use the same emoji. You know that I, that's not going to be enough for me. You know that I can't just do one, right? So then I just sort of at MLB players. I put some ball players can be real assholes. I like that word. Apparently. Overpaid crybaby bitches. Get to work, knock off the bullshit, and stop being such prima donnas. Unrelatable to the working class. Putting on airs like if you guys are royalty. Man the bleep up and play ball. You're on a cursing rampage today. Well, it said bleep. Oh, yeah. That, one. that word I won't say. Well, um, I guess. No, that word's a lot different. Oh, I get you. That, that was... F- the functional word. Yeah, it's a lot different. Got you. Then my final one goes, guy starts hitting like a man two years ago and immediately thinks it's okay to be a prick. <laughs> He trolls someone whose job is to talk about the damn sport. These losers can't even agree on how to start playing again. God, you guys can be so soft. Play ball already. Shut up, Christian Yelich. Seriously, shut up. Do me a favor. Shut up. I don't give a rat's ass what you think about Chris Mad Dog Russo. He wasn't asking for your opinion, by the way, when he put that tweet out there. So you're a freaking troll is what you are. Apparently, you're bored because you don't have anything to do, Nothing. right? So maybe go to the cages so you can keep playing that great baseball so you can continue having a career in baseball. Because quite frankly, before your explosion in a park where everybody hits home runs, you were quite the marginal player for the Marlins. Then you left town talking all kinds of mad itchy about the fan base here. You can go bleep yourself. Seriously, you suck. And I've defended you against this man here who has called you squeezably soft. He's called you Mr. Whipple for years. Because your ass is as soft as Charmin. So if, if your solution to your frustrations, you soft-ass, overpaid, prima donna bitch, if your solution to that problem is to go at a guy whose job is to talk about you, you suck. All right? You suck mad donkey testicles. You are a piece of garbage, Christian Yelich. Seriously? If you haven't seen around the country, people go and express their opinions on Twitter, and sometimes they go too far and it costs them their job. Obviously, you have a specialized skill, one that is not a fireable thing to just pick up another Christian Yelich. Frank's not going to go in there and hit like you, bro. I'm not going to go in there and hit like you. So you're obviously, there's going to be a threshold of, of, of understanding for some of your nonsense. All right? But the one who needs to shut the bleep up is you, bro. 
The one whose opinion doesn't matter about what Chris Mad Dog Russo said is yours, bro. For starters, you haven't underperformed any contract, so he wasn't referring to your ass. Stupid schmuck. He wasn't even talking about you. And you know for sure now I'm going to be going and listening to the, to the podcast to see if Russo addresses this. Because I'm sure he does. And I, what I don't know is if it was done early enough where he would have addressed it yesterday on his show, which I didn't hear. Because I know he's on in the afternoons. What the hell gives Christian Yelich the right to do that? Say that. So there's no coincidence that Christian Yelich looks like this cutout of of Sean Mendes I have here. Christian Yelich could be Sean Mendes' doppelganger, all right? And Sean Mendes, who sings the teeny bopping chicks, all right, is more of a man than you are. Would you be upset if you walked in and there was a Christian Yelich jersey on him? Oh, I would be hysterical. <laughs> in fact, we would take pictures and go right at him. We would go right at him. This is what I think of when I think of you. <laughs> Bro, you've been hitting the baseball for the last two years. Like if you're swinging the bat, swinging a guitar instead of a bat, like the guitar Sean Mendes has here in the cutout. You've been better than everybody else, and nobody's been tipping pitches to you, bro. You've been killing it in the league. You have less reason than anyone to be responding. Who are you defending? Who the hell are you defending? <laughs> you had to figure I was going to do this, Frank. Yeah, I forgot that we compared that. I forgot that he looked like Sean Mendes, though. That's funny. And now we have a Sean Mendes cutout right next to you. It's uh, phenomenal. <laughs> we get on it. I'm find an eBay, find a cheap jersey to put it, throw it on him. <laughs> Oye, pero qué? Tú me vas a perdonar, Frank, pero ese tipo es un pendejo, bro. Yes. yes. So you're so butthurt about what Chris Mad Dog... First of all, no Thank disrespect you. to Mad Dog. Like, welcome to the club, bro. No disrespect to Mad Dog, right? But that's almost like getting roasted by Jeffrey Ross, right? But he didn't even go at Yelich. He made a statement, which, by the way, the whole country's thinking the same thing. See why? All right? Everybody's thinking the same thing. You guys are a bunch of prima donna assholes. And while basketball is sitting here and everybody's giving a snoot at Kyrie Irving, although there's some players that agree with him because there's going to be other whole asses part of the project, most part, people just want to play. So it is what it is. Basketball getting on point to go... Manfred has to threaten, oh, I don't think this is going to happen. Okay, now I'm suggesting they do it. Everybody's all over the place. The guy saying you should be playing baseball already. You should have settled this already. You're having a labor dispute amidst all of this. You guys are idiots. Yep. And setting up for a future labor dispute. How contrived, how self-interested could that be? How disconnected can you be to a country that's a little more lunch pail these days than normal? You need to be relatable to people who are going through real stuff, like losing their job. Go through real shit, seriously. Yep. And you numbnuts are sitting there counting your... 
Oh, my God. You're paid more than any athlete, just about. The only game where some athletes make more than baseball is soccer. And what do they do? They immediately got back to work. Yep, he's playing yesterday. Immediately got back to work. Shut up and play, bro. That's what you get paid to do. You know what pisses me off? We haven't missed one freaking day of work, you and I. Nope. You say whatever you want. We're every damn day. We piss people off in this building and make them open the damn place up because we come to work every damn day. And you're bitching about millions and getting pissed off at Chris Mad Dog Russo? No, Papo, por favor. You know what? Get back to the cages, bro. You haven't been playing in a while, bro. The reality is good, bad, or indifferent. You're going to play soon. And if you hit 240, it's going to affect you negatively. I've never rooted more for someone to play poorly than Christian Yelich in this abridged, asterisk-filled season. Charmin. I'm calling him Mr. Whipple. <laughs> Mr. Whipple. Such a Squeezably soft, bro. Que pendejo de tipo ese, bro. And I'm sorry for the tirade, Frank. I've actually done... Oh, I love your tirade. No, well, I won't do it again. Ne no, 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 no. Well, because it's a, little, it's a little bit more than PG-13. I'm just... Nice. Like, that guy, deserves, that guy deserves to be lambasted by most. And then you are. You go on Twitter, some people are like, oh, uh, the death of... Like, like, oh, he killed him with that. No, don't you guys realize what a troll he looks like by doing it? And it's not the first time you yell at trolls. Remember, he has a history of this stuff. Soft. Gelatinous wuss. Not testing his manhood, not trying to pick a fight with him. I'm simply saying, dude, leave the bravado for the batting cage. Get mad at the ball, all right? And be ready to play ball when they call you because you get paid enough where someone should be able to tell you, shut up and be ready to play when we tell you. What happened? Is this oppressive? When you make a healthy wage doing something, but then the expectations are, are grander on you, more is expected of you because you make the big bucks. Isn't that kind of the American way? Or, or, or is that politically incorrect as well, guys? You make a boatload of money, but I don't have to expect any more from you than the person that makes 14 bucks an hour. Really? There can't be increased and heightened expectations because your responsibility is grander. Your responsibility is hit a baseball, catch a baseball, throw a baseball. And the CEO of many of these companies that are trying to find a vaccine for COVID don't make the money Christian Yelich makes. Shut up! You are paid handsomely to play baseball. And I know I have a lot of people, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a right to say something. You're 100% right. He has a right to say something. And I have a right to retaliate and say something. So he has the same right to say what he said. Good for him. Now I'm calling him out for what I think he is. A soft, gelatinous, prima donna athlete. Period. Back in my day, I could call him something else, but it's politically incorrect. I can't even call a holy cat lady the holy pussy cat lady just because that word, if I use it wrongly, can be construed differently. Awkward. But let's just say there's no coincidence I brought that up after bringing up Christian Yelich's softness. Pussy cats are harder than this. They come at you with their claws at least.
God, this guy is so soft. He annoys me, man. And it doesn't help that I'm like freaking the biggest Russo fan. So I'm not, yeah, maybe I'm defending someone that I happen to have a lot of reverence for. You saw how I got when I met him in January. Couldn't be the nicest guy. Couldn't be nicer. What a freaking gentleman, bro. Super and cool. everybody loved him. Typical Italian guy. Hey, oh, hey, oh, loved it. So you disagree with something he says? You got to go at him on Twitter, right? Trigger, you got to uh, tell him that. Fingers, bro. STFU, right? He goes, shut up. It's easy to go hide behind a screen and type a keyboard and just type whatever you got to say and then just deliver it. Schmuck. It's an easy way out, but people don't want to say it. That's why people these days rather break up via text message than get in front of your face. Nobody likes the confrontation. Everybody's afraid of the confrontation. So they just rather put it out on Twitter. Very easy to say what you want behind the keyboard. How much you want to bet Christian Yonish ends up responding to me? He's not going to respond. You don't think so? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think he's that much of a fool. Oh, I do. Yesterday, what he put out was foolish. I don't think he's that much of a fool. But please, throw the bait out. It'd be phenomenal. Oh, it's... it's uh... Kristen Yelich goes past their radio host, Larry Million from Slam Radio. I'm actually capitalizing it. That means you're screaming. Good. If you cap it up, you're screaming. You want to let him know that you're screaming at him? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Be careful he doesn't throw a roll of toilet paper. Uh, the difference is it won't hurt me like it hurts him because he's a little too soft. <sighs> here it is, Frank. That's why we're here today. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. The MPP. Uh, I might be after this is all said and done. Oh, Mad Dog appreciates it. Yeah! There it is. All yours. Take a peek at it. I'm going to. Come back from break on the other side. Woo! <laughs> That's why we're here today, baby. That's ruffle some feathers. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to ruffle some feathers, baby cakes. Woo! I don't really care. I'm doing this. I'm doing this Marshall Thomas style. <laughs> I'm doing this Hurricane Marsh style. That's how, we roll. That's how we roll around here. A little, little energy, bro. God, please, bro. Yeah, buddy. Por favor. You should keep your opinions to yourself. I think you should keep your opinions to yourself, bro. Anyway. Sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? We haven't forgotten Colin Kaepernick. We got stuff to talk about Colin Kaepernick and the Los Angeles Chargers, and even Donald Trump thinks maybe he should be employed somehow. I, if he's good enough, at least Trump said. I don't think he's going to be good enough. <sighs> I don't think. I mean, it's been too long. Work him out. Let's see what happens. And if it's a charity case, then it is. My clock tells me I have to go to break. See, I like my new clock. My clock rocks. It's cute. It's nice. It's also the temperature is pretty accurate, too, because I can tell in the and the thermostat that it's the same as the one. It's good. It's good. You. It's telling me time to go to break. I like that. So I'm going to go to break. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. 
Look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hello, this is Michael, the Playmaker Irving, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best. Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Got a couple of shout-outs to give out here on Good Morning Amigo. Shout-out to Danny. Listening while he works from home. Not sure if he's on a SiriusXM app or if he is uh, streaming on one of our platforms. But nonetheless, uh, I got to think it's got to be streaming because he's hearing the music. And he's, by the way, giving me compliments on the musical selections, which, I mean, you picked what songs to play. But remember, we have a small library. I don't keep a diverse library. I don't keep, well, I do keep a diverse library. I don't keep a huge library because I don't believe in just playing songs to play songs. Like, there's certain songs that, you know. So I believe in that set, we played songs like Come On Eileen. <clears throat> uh, Billie Jean was in that set. And Africa by Toto was played in that set as well. And these are all classic songs from the 80s. You're going to get that flavor on my show. You may not always get that flavor on the station, but on my show, if we're going to play a little music during the show, we do. We do. We give you spot music blocks. Um, you're going to get some of the good stuff from now and the good stuff from then. So shout out for Dan, or shout out to Danny for tuning in on his app. Uh, Dolphin Derek also shout out for giving us some love as well. We may have to start giving out this number soon, huh, Frank? 786-828-7068? Yeah, that's a good idea, right? Maybe I'd start incorporating that in stuff. Because I, I stopped giving it out, but I think we, we were at a point where we have a lot of people who like to engage in program, and we invite them to do so as we go till 11 o'clock in the morning. 786-828-7068, the number to call us here on Good Morning Amigo. As we talk sports and everything else. You and I had a good laugh in the studio watching the replay of a, uh, a man who, well, pilfered a purse from a woman. And I guess he thought he was in the free and clear and used the phone, I think, that he robbed from her. And uh, out of nowhere, well, not out of nowhere, we saw it on TV develop. But... Uh, Police came from behind and tackled him, a la Ray Lewis style. He thought he was scot free. Yeah, he, he thought he was, was free and clear. And, clear. Yep. and I'm watching, and I'm using, man. It was a cartoon yesterday watching me watch this. I was upset that there was nobody home. Like I was by myself, and I'm there jumping up and down. I'm like, turn around, they're coming for you, run! The guy's just talking on his phone, man. I was like, so then when he got closer, I'm like, all right, man, how hard is this cop going to pop this guy right now? Is he going to go for gentle or is he just going to go pop him? And he popped him. Cell phone went flying up in the air. If he would have had a helmet on, it would have gone flying up in the air. So, yeah, a la Ray Lewis style, absolutely the way you put it. 
Danny wanted to clarify if we're going to make reference of him on the show. He is Dodger Dog Danny. <clears throat> so we'll refer to him as Dodger Dog Danny. <laughs> Dodger Dog Danny. Yeah. Um, and then he has both the SiriusXM platform and uh, and I think he has that stationary and then he does the Periscope when he's not stationary. So he does a little bit of both on the dabbling side. Periscope's always very good to us. Um, 786 It's been a long time since I gave out phone numbers. I went off crazy on Christian Yelich a little earlier, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Am I wrong? No. Am I being a little too judgmental? Usually are, but no, not really now. I don't understand. I don't function well in that space. You can poke fun at people. You can have a difference of opinion. But the necessity to do what Yelich did strikes me... I, I, I don't even know how to put this, Frank, without being rude. Puts me in a sour place, bro. Mm -hmm. <sighs> anyway, I'm not going to harp over and over again the same thing we know I feel, which is, come on, guys. Let them uh, let them play. Let them play. Remember the Bad News Bears? Yes. Let them play. Let them play, huh? I just want to see. I just want to see them play. That's it. Shut up. Am, am, I, am I wrong, though? I don't think I'm no, wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong at all. And I think America feels this way. This isn't one of those things that I just have this opinion. And I get that he has a right to say whatever the hell he wants. I get it. But I also think that there are some things that you stay away from saying. And um, there was no reason for him to take it personal. I guess that's right. In fact, he is quite the opposite of who Russo was referring to. Because the, the Yelich numbers for $12 million are quite the bargain. Yeah. So... He's bored. This guy's bored sitting at home not having anything to do. He sees a Russo tweet and he decides to open his mouth about it. Sometimes it's better just to stay quiet. That's what I thought, right? So, But it, it, unfortunately, they're being, they're being put into a generalization because since for the most part, the players are kind of being babies on how everything's been handled um, during this pandemic of trying to get back onto the field, one is going to get blamed for all. So right now, Yellick is going to take the blame and the and the brunt for 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 his little comments that he said. He's going to take the the brunt of everything that's happened throughout these few months of trying to get baseball back on the field. Look at the little kid. What you're hearing is a scene from the Bad News Bears, part two. Kids running away from the umpires inside the Astrodome. Let them 
By the way, in the video clip, Frank, there's bunting. We've got to love bunting, your gratuitous bunting. So there you have it. You got to get this sound here. We're going to make a little parody of things. I'm going to point you to this. I'm going to load up the Adobe in your, in your office. I'm going to have you practice on that one. Thanks. <laughs> you can play the whistle when I turn this off now. Well, there you have it. That was very good, I have to admit. <laughs> Smart ass. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good one to play with, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Let's get that going. Uh... The proposed plan for Major League Baseball looks like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it looks like we'll get through this time. And the future is indeed uh, a bit brighter, if you will. Um, Manfred, Rob Manfred's statement consistent with our conversations yesterday. I'm encouraging the clubs to move forward, and I trust Tony, meaning Tony Clark, is doing the same. Well, I think the players are trying to throw another 16 games into whatever proposal was done because uh, they some players believe in the latest offer and in the, in, in the latest proposal that it doesn't guarantee them enough money to distinguish it from other MLB um, proposals. So we may see something else come down the line before we actually start playing some ball. Because I believe it was 60 that was proposed. I believe they're trying to propose 66. Yeah, it's more than the 50. Right. <clears throat> That's the one that was going to get shoved down people's throats. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen all numbers pop across my timeline. I don't know what to believe anymore. You don't have to get used to the fact, Frank, that I don't have to any longer squint and try to see through the glare to find out what time it is to know when to go to break as I have this new state-of-the-art clock with countdown features and everything that tells me everything I need to know, Frank. Good, good to know. I'm in a good spot when it comes to numbers, Frank, and with time, Frank. I have it right here, Frank. Would you like me to synchronize it to the clock in there? I would like you to synchronize it to the clock on my computer. How many seconds do you have right now? 47, 48. Oh, don't worry about it. We're pretty close. You're three seconds off. Oh, so that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, like... Are we saying the time? Hold on. No, we're not. <laughs> That's why. And I see why it's three seconds off because it's three seconds off, so you're completely synchronized. To I that. don't know if I'm synchronized. Check it out. Check one. it out the next minute. I don't want right. to do that on the radio, but check it out the next minute as it switches from what it is to what it is. And um, Because the clock that, that, that matters is the one in my power. Understood. But I believe you don't even realize it. I believe it's perfectly synchronized to the school clock, which then means all I have to do is synchronize everything to the school clock. It was and off a couple days ago, so I, I, that's why I'm not sure. It what was three I, minutes off three days ago. Three minutes or three it was seconds? three minutes off three days ago because I remember looking at it. Now it's on, but I don't know if it's Oh, there. I think to the second it's on. Take there. a peek. We're like 20 seconds away. Take We're a peek. It's but I'm gonna, just saying it's almost. It you're going to fist pump. You're going to give me the Jeter fist pump. Let me stop talking, or to you at least. Let me continue Yeah, talking. continue talking. Um, baseball's going to get this done. And we're going to see some baseball. But I'm more excited about the basketball I'm going to see. And I'm also more excited about talking basketball. Oh, on the nose! On the nose, bro. I told you. On the nose. I told you. Right at zero. I told you it was on the nose. You didn't believe me. Um, I'm more excited about getting into hoops talk. And Sorry, I thought that, I was off here, by the way. No. <laughs> it was actually hysterical. <laughs> 
this morning show is so organic it sucks. I mean, <laughs> the guy is drunk. <laughs> Third in the MPP voting. Oh God. <laughs> What is an MPP? I never did figure that out. <laughs> the MPP. Oh, gosh. Third in the MPP vote. We have tried over and over again to create this segment, and we <laughs> haven't been able to. Today at 1020, we're finally going to have this. Actually, at 10.05, I believe. Um, we hadn't formally figured it out yet, other than it was going to be the 10 o'clock hour. Thomas Roque, Coach Thomas Roque, will join us. And we'll start coming on on a weekly basis. And yeah, we'll buddy. have the segment inside of Good Morning Amigo. Tom, hoops with Coach Roque. And that's what we're going to do. And he has given me his word that we're going to do this on a weekly basis at the same time. Uh, so that's something we're adding to the arsenal. That's why we're here today. Does that start today? Uh, yeah, it does. Nice. It absolutely does. So we're going to go to break. Come back on the other side. Get Coach Roque, I'm excited that we can actually talk a little hoops. So just the fact that there's promise of hoops, right, makes it permissible to talk hoops. Which is something about sports better than the nothing about sports we've been talking about. Yeah, buddy. You like that, huh? Yeah, buddy. It's pretty cool. Yeah, buddy. On the other side, Coach Roque. Talking hoops with Coach Roque on the other side right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Final segment. Final hour. Yeah, final segment. Final segment. Por favor, brother, despiértate. Thursdays have been difficult to maneuver the last few months. I think I admitted this to you the other day. I run down on Thursday for some reason. Chances are there'll be an early KO tonight and a long evening of sleep. That has been almost traditional for me on Thursdays over the last few months since quarantine. I don't know why. Like, I need to actually be prepared for it so I don't just pass out on the couch. I think it's just because I run out of gas. Early, but I just think the week, there's only a certain amount of limit. You get old like me. And I think something's happening on Thursdays where I've just, the last night I got a little screwy, but that's because of all that building beds and stuff. My daughter was so happy. It filled me with pride, bro. Yeah, that's the other thing. You're also working like overtime. Thank you, You're Dada. You did that for me. Bob the Builder over here. Well, I had to make up because my wife did a great job of preparing for stuff, doing the things. I don't know, man. With all due respect, it was I had to kind of step up a little bit. It's nice knowing that I built just about everything in her new room. That that's kind of interesting considering. Uh just talking about closet and everything. The only thing they did, because I hate painting, they painted. So it is what it is. So you understand why I need sports in my life because I don't need to be talking about this on the air. I need to be talking about one of the most amazing sports ever in the world. I love sports. I love many sports. I love them for different reasons. I love soccer for a different reason than I love football. 
which I love a different reason than I love baseball, different reason I love golf and other sports. And what how I've learned to love basketball has been through, I don't want to call them a newest addition to Slam Radio. We're doing a lot of changes, and we're going to have segments within my show, and there's going to be not only other broadcasts on the station, um, you know, but other segments on my show. So this is something we've been trying to do for a long time. Uh, we had him in the same building. We couldn't do it. Now he's moved on to greener pastures, but he is a guru of the game of basketball. And I always told him, I go, dude, you're so eloquent. Like, this is perfect for us to get together and do a segment every week where we just talk about hoops, all kinds of hoops, whether we're talking preps, whether we're talking college, whether we're talking pros, as long as it has to do with a round ball and a hoop, we're going to talk about it. This is the guy who taught me to love basketball. I always enjoyed basketball. I loved covering basketball. But the actual sport of basketball, I had gone through waves of the conspiracy theories of what I used to call the NBA marketing plan um, to all kinds of things that I always hinted in my mind to the fact that, well, basketball's a little rigged. Okay, basketball's not rigged. <laughs> uh, I, I figured this out because when you coach and you realize just how many intangibles and how many little things happen in a basketball game, no matter how good you are at it, um, there's, it's not happening right now and my love for the game has grown in a way where i find myself missing basketball more than baseball so the natural fit is to have this segment every week with a guy that i love talking hoops with who taught me to love the game so we're going to start right now we're going to do this each and every thursday 10 o'clock usually at the top of the hour unless something makes us have to kick it down uh segment will be talking hoops with coach roque right here on good morning amigo and joining us none other coach thomas roque what's up coach how you doing what up, what up, what up? Uh, welcome back. We've always had you on. You've been on many times with us. Uh, but we had to formalize this. We're going to do imaging for it and everything. So it's just a formal thing, and you can point your players and other thing, other people to it. It helps them understand that you are kind of a wealth of knowledge in the game of basketball. Uh, you're feisty and a fierce coach on the, on the sidelines and certainly a guy that you take to instructing and take to teaching the game. Uh, but you also have a depth of knowledge at the other levels. And that's why I call you coach. One of my best friends, but I call you coach as well. Uh, first and foremost, how are you doing, coach? How's everything going with you? Uh, everything's going great, man. Just, you know, as they say, doing good in silence, you know, working hard, um, you know, spending time with my family, you know, all this extra time, you know, you gotta, you kind of get to enjoy the little things that you don't when everything is kind of normal. You know what I'm saying? So, getting to enjoy that as well um first of all thank you for the longest intro to a segment i think in, in radio no in i've radio broken history. some records with long intros before <laughs> frank went a, to the bathroom a had a coffee break came back as i finished <laughs> the intro he didn't realize how long i went the intro went like four minutes it was crazy uh yeah I'm, I'm known for doing that but i had to do that and it's well deserved by the way well deserved Thank you, man. But, but yeah, man, I've, we've been on plenty of times. I mean, I've you know I've been in studio, so so this is like this is nothing new. But you know, we bring it, bringing it back, bringing it back. So talk to me a little bit. I'm excited about how the basketball season is going to return. And while some of the provisions are a little weird, whatever you have to understand, based on what's going on, nothing is going to be normal. Um, how do you think the game's going to be affected by the lack of home court advantage? Uh, and the setting of the games, where it is, and, and how they go about playing those games. How much do you think that's going to affect the game they play on the court? 
I don't think I don't think it's gonna affect the gameplay so much. I think it's gonna be fun to be honest with you. It's gonna give it more of a a tournament feel, a, right? A tournament feel. It's gonna give it more of a more of a, a of what you would see kind of like in a in a tournament setting. Uh, where you know probably a lot of surprises might happen, and I think it's, you're gonna see that it's gonna be more entertaining basketball um, than you would normally see if it was like you said, you know, if it was everything was to normal and we were in the middle of well, I, we'll be in the playoffs right now, right? No, we'll be in the finals. Right we'd now. be in the finals um, right now, maybe even finish with the finals at this point. Yeah, I maybe even really. finish with the finals. Uh, but I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting and it's gonna be new. And you never know, maybe this might be the beginning of something different. So, so I, I think it's gonna be interesting. I also wonder how college hoops is affected by all of this. There's a lot of conferences, a lot of entities. There's a lot of uncertainty for sure. Um, but ultimately, from a, from a standpoint of recruiting to kids going from high school to freshman years of college, give me a prep standpoint on this. Give me a view of this as how this affects the high school and college game. Well, I mean, as far as the college game, I think, uh, and I'm pretty sure that you guys have spoken about it, um, I think they're kind of waiting on what football kind of does. If football begins, I don't see any reason why, why basketball wouldn't start. Um, from a prep and high school level, uh, it's it's interesting because I think it was yesterday or earlier this week the NCAA is going to come to a vote whether they're going to reopen, you know, recruiting calendar uh, beginning in August, where you know coaches are going to be able to get out and recruit uh, athletes again. So it's going to be interesting if that vote passes, then. You know we're kind of we're gonna kind of get back to the to that normal the normalcy just kind of in a later date in the calendar. So guys will start getting recruited again, and coaches will be out being able to you know get talent you know for 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 future recruiting classes and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting if that vote passes, because then you know we're one step closer to getting like you said back to a normal. Back to that normal. Talking here. Uh, of course, in our segment, Talking Hoops with Coach Roque on Good Morning Amigo. You'll be able to hear that each and every Thursday morning in the 10 o'clock hour moving forward here on the show. Um, what I do wonder as well is how the high school game, like forget whether moving from high school to college. So high schools here in Florida, and I believe most everywhere, pretty much got done with um, – they pretty much got done with their seasons. But is that going to depend on school districts, how basketball seasons are going to be affected in high school this year? Uh, I find that the pandemic, it's not that it's confusing, it's, it's unprecedented. So we don't ever, like, we've never dealt with something like this before. I don't know what, what's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think there, there's, there's going to be, you know, new rules or new guidelines put in place. Um, Maybe a shortage of games, you know, that could I could, I could potentially see uh, I could see that happening just because of traveling and logistics and stuff, just to kind of you know not spread, you know, guys traveling here and there and and schedules, you know, kind of being more local. Um, it's going to be interesting to be honest with you. Like you said, it's very unprecedented um, at the high school level. Safety and health concerns for all student athletes is probably going to be the number one concern. Uh, on how to, you know, avoid, you know, anything bad happening. And, and really, who wants to be the first? You know, who's going who's gonna to be the first, you know, sport, team, you know, affiliation to be out there and, and begin, 
playing. I could I could definitely see uh um you know kind of the who's gonna dip their toe in first type of type of scenario. Right. Um. So it'll be interesting uh, again because we've never been in this position before as a as a as a state as a country. You know, especially I feel like we've never been affected by this. How does it affect coaches? So I talked to Frank Martin a couple of weeks ago. He says that he, you know, he tries to keep it business as usual, but for a long time you couldn't touch a basketball, shoot a hoop. So some of the training stuff is some of the stuff that you would do in the offseason. So it's sort of complemented what was going on. But right now it's starting to bleed into some time that's kind of usually crucial time in preparation for, for the season, whether it's at the high school or college level. Uh, your, your thoughts now on how getting back to that, how that's going to work, what are the challenges the coaches have, and how coaches have been staying busy during all this? Man, it's, like, it's funny because when you have this time, when you have this time on your hand, you kind of got a chance to be creative, think, and get innovative. So, uh, for example, like for us, our guys, we got obviously like everybody on Zoom, and we did virtual workouts where, you know, we put a laptop out, and either myself or another coach, and we'd have a ball, and all our guys will log on at a certain time, and we put them through a workout right there in front of our laptops, um, you know, and obviously we got the chance to sit down and talk to them, and, you know what I'm saying, things we would normally do in person, we got a chance to do it, you know, virtually, so those are things that we got a chance to, you know, never been done before, and we got a chance to do it, uh, and kind of, we kind of taking the next step and creating online workouts for our guys, and guys can just log on, see the workout and boom they get to do it at home right from there um so that's kind of innovative new something we probably wouldn't have done if, if we weren't in this pandemic um so from a coaching standpoint you kind of got educated and, and more knowledge on you know things that you could do when you're not around you guys you know so that's kind of fun um you know now that things are starting to come back to normal you know it, it you're kind of getting you know back more of that jig feel but again, there's still guidelines like we can't have normal, you know, open runs like you normally would. Uh, uh, we can work out guys, you know, kind of like three to a court, stuff like that. So it's kind of different, but it's fun in a sense because you kind of get, you know, a chance to get to know your guys more on an individual basis, more than just a team kind of thing where you're just kind of getting everything done as a, as a team. More of an individual basis now is, is more, it's been fun actually. Basketball, fun. It goes hand in hand. Are you excited about seeing <laughs> this? You told me, yes, it's going to be a festive environment. We are all, but it's still six freaking weeks away, coach. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can survive anymore. Six well, weeks. You are, <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be six weeks. You want to see good basketball. I think these guys got to get ready. One, let's see if they're going to play. Uh, actually, because I know that we're dealing with a lot of controversy, especially with the Kyrie stuff that was going on earlier this week. Um, I know you guys probably talked about that. We uh, have. So, so, so it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to play at all. Well, I hope it doesn't get screwed up. Do you, do you agree with what Kyrie's saying? I want to get your thoughts on this. I think I think that they need a. We need we need basketball back. We need sports back as a country, uh, and it's just another platform. Um, for these guys, not only to have their voices heard, but as well as you know, to 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 bring more more togetherness into this society, definitely, I think is needed. And what? sports, sports like no other, brings that. So, when things are normal, right? Every one of those four sports wants to battle to say they are the king of the sports focus in America. 
And I believe that football can honestly say they probably have the crown. Baseball no longer is America's pastime, but everybody's fighting for the right to say they can be. If I'm baseball, I'm chomping at the bit to get in front of it first so that everybody remembers it's baseball that brings America back to normalcy. Instead, these pathetic wusses are arguing about dollars and cents when they don't realize how charmed the life they live really is. And what I see is basketball understands their charmed life with few exceptions. Guys like Kyrie Irving do not surprise me when they do this because he's a little bit uh, Jekyll and Hyde. It's difficult to figure that dude out, and therefore I, I, I find him to be a little toxic. Um, for the majority of it all, they want to get back to business. They want to get back to work. And I think this is an opportunity for basketball to captivate America's uh, attention and kind of thrust themselves in a position to say they are the country's pastime. Because football, like it or not, there's going to be an abridged version, whether it's less fans or something changes. Something's going to be different about the football season. They're not going to be able to stay 100% the same as last year. So knowing that, this is an opportunity for these sports to seize. Baseball, sitting, twiddling their thumbs, I think basketball's getting ahead of it, and they won't, they won't make that mistake, brother. That's just how I feel about it, and I think it's a game that's simple to fall in love with. It's perfect for this ADHD society we live in where the longer the game, the less captivating it is for the person who's watching it. So at basketball, giving you about two hours and 15 minutes, it's perfect. Um, I think it's got all the the makings for a great opportunity for basketball to put themselves in the perfect limelight as far as America goes. I think as a whole, um, has always done a good job of of marketing uh, their game globally. Uh, Obviously here in the the States, they do a good job of pushing uh, their brand in the right positive way. Uh, And it doesn't surprise me that they might be the first to actually bring uh, sports back uh, in America, um, just because of you know how well they've done in the past. Now, I think you brought it up earlier. Baseball should get out in front of it the the, the fastest, just because they're like the ultimate social distancing sport, right? Because you got guys spread out all over the field. Um, you know, so so those guys should be the ones to bring it back. But you know, baseball has kind of like you said lost its American pastime luster. Um, you know over the course of, you know, the last couple of decades, but they should be the first ones just because, like like you said, uh, the, the the sport itself is social distancing at its finest, and it's still a team sport. So, yeah, they could definitely have a chance to bring America back together. But if anybody's going to, you know, come back the quickest, it'll be the NBA for sure because um, I think they do the best of, of, of you know, kind of getting their brand out there and uh, and pushing their players um, so yeah, I think the NBA is probably gonna, you know, be the first to, to, to get it cracking. You can hear him here Thursdays in the ten o'clock hour. He is Coach Roque, and we do talking hoops with Coach Roque right here on Good Morning Amigo. I appreciate you jumping on, man. Everybody good over there? Tell Jackie I send her my love. We were talking about her, ironically, just a little bit ago uh, about her feisty um, nature. Watching about, she might be the single person I have had the most fun watching basketball with, um, not as a coach, because the single person I've had the most fun coaching with is you, sir. Um, but uh, but watching her go, and, and she's just, what a feisty young lady. We, we miss her around here. So please send her my love. Pretty, pretty, please. Well, we got, 
Well, you got you got the the second best, or probably a one a one B one A in in the building right there in Mari Oliva. That's what uh, that's why we were talking so about Jackie because we were talking about how feisty Mari is, and then we struck the comparison. It became a Jordan Lebron conversation. Mari Jackie, uh, who's feistier? Are you and, spying in on the conversation? <laughs> that's exactly what, what we were talking about. It's crazy. And old man Tuna was here talking about it. That was what was funny about it. We were having a ball, man. Uh, yeah, bro, Jackie is hysterical. Uh, leave it for a bad call. Someone goes to a free throw line. Chances are they may, you know, there's a chance they're going to miss one of those free throws. Ball, don't lie. Ball, don't lie. You're terrible, yeah, ref. You're terrible. Just terrible. And, and, an, empty gym, an empty gym wouldn't be a good gym if she was there. <laughs> yeah, the, the game's not the same without her yelling. It's uh, She's so funny. Send, send her, please. Send her our love. Uh, she. Once upon a time, our most loyal listener. <laughs> All the time you used to I listen. Will. I most definitely will. All right, brother. Um, I'll talk to you soon, man. And again, we'll have you on each and every Thursday for those who want to talk a little hoops. And as we get closer to the season, the conversation will get good. Start tossing around predictions. And, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait till it gets better. This was an excuse to talk a little bit of hoops because all I talk about is silly stuff, building beds and and, and, and uh, just everything that has nothing to do with sports. It's time to talk sports again. So I'm happy we did this, yeah. brother. Yeah, well, listen, I look forward to it. Um, you know, obviously today's day one, but we will be back uh, as, as, a, as a strong group. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Frank, good talking to you too, man. Uh, nothing but the best for you guys. Bro. Likewise. All right, brother. You have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. That's Coach Roque. Talking hoops with Coach Roque. And you can catch that segment. Um, you can catch that segment. It's just funny. Look at look at the text I just I start getting texts immediately. Um, you can catch that segment every Thursday in the ten o'clock hour. Uh, apparently, Dodger Dog Danny knows Tuna and Mike and Marty. Who doesn't know them? Yeah, but that's funny. But I don't think Dodger Dog Danny knows that 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 Tuna's like basically my dad. Is Dodger Dog Danny a three hundred five cat? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. I'm guessing he maybe probably lived in LA before. He's a huge Dodger. No, that's a, that's kind or of. Or he likes hot dogs. That's another. So here we go. Him and I shared our first Dodger dog together. Okay. At Dodger Stadium. I hope it was at Dodger yes. Stadium. We went. To, it was a we went to it. We went to a it's baseball like go, game. It's like going to the Cheers Bar in Boston and going to the one in Quincy Place instead of going to the actual one. Okay, yeah. So that's that's basically where we're at with it. That's we shared a Dodger dog and enjoyed Dodger Stadium. An old pal of mine. So that's where we go with Dodger Dog Danny. There's many years that I've known him, I didn't know he knew Marty and Tuna and the gang. Tuna's my dad, bro. I adopted him to be my dad a few years ago, and he is also Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, him and Roque taught me basically everything I know as far as watching the game from a coaching perspective, not from the dude that, you know, watches the ball. You don't watch the ball. So did Roque learn from Tuna? So Roque had already been coaching for many years. I think Tuna refined Roque. Is what it is. So then we can make Tuna the Qui-Gon Jinn because then Roke will be the Obi-Wan. Yes, that's and true. And you can be the Anakin Skywalker. I can be Anakin. I think that's very accurate if you're, if you're right about that. I think that hits it right on the head. And I'll be Luke and I can slay you one day. Well, that would probably be the case. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to talk to Tuna about this. You see how my worlds always collide and mesh? Tuna's Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, well, Qui-Gon Jinn apparently is very tight with Dodger Dog Danny. Who would have known, right? I think this is my key. I, yes, I got to go to break. I know, I know. Pretty cool. Pretty 
I'm going to go to break. That's fine. When we come back from break, Frank, I've been asked, where are the next episodes of the Holy Cat Lady Chronicle? We're all waiting. And apparently many have been waiting with bated breath. All waiting. Well, it is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. And I can guarantee you that the silence means something has been brewing. It's the most anticipated IG Live in 2020. I'm a catch her ass, bro. I'm a catch her ass. You know what it is that people that I don't think know you come to me like, oh, what's up with the cat lady? And I'm like, going, I am going to catch her. I have to plan it out correctly, and I have it almost fully planned. The issue may be sleeping quarters. Uh, like, I may have to sleep at the mother-in-law's house. Sleep when you die. No, but I may have to stay there. Like, well, I can't like, wake her up at 4 in the morning and go over there. I want to bust this lady. But I can't figure out if she's getting there early or she's getting there late. You gotta be up all night. You gotta do an entire night. And if you listen, if you if I, here's I will, how I'm gonna I break will it down. I commit to it. Oh, that's gonna be hard to. But I'll commit to it. Stay up all night. It's tough. And wait for the cat lady. It's tough. I'm not gonna make you do that. I, here's what I think happens. I think I have to invest, like maybe even early morning tomorrow morning, to try to bust her. And if it's not then, then assume that what happens is they, <clears throat> she comes a little later. And the congregation of cats are actually waiting for her arrival. Mm -hmm. Cats are smart enough to do that. So they're either eating, and those are the leftover cats, or those are cats waiting for her to come with the leftovers. See what I did there? That was good. We'll send the youth to come in and uh, relieve us, so then that way we can be up all day and all afternoon looking for this cat lady. Now, in theory, what we could do tomorrow, Frank, because I know that I've been flirting with the idea of since it's Friday... To come in and mix live, right? Mm -hmm. And since there's, there's not a lot to talk about, right? I thought that perhaps staying around a little longer could be something in the program. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure if that's the way to go. My plan was to do Saturday recon. But that the Friday recon would have to be the early recon and the Saturday would be the later recon. She might not go Saturdays. It might only be a weekday thing. So you figure maybe she feeds them extra Fridays because it holds them off till Monday. I don't know how Cats that works. don't necessarily have to eat every day. I don't know how that works. So, yeah, tomorrow morning might be really something that I need. To, I, what I need to identify is if it's early or late. So I think tomorrow morning I do the early part. Like I just go earlier to the section. Do a, do a report, a chronicle report from there. And if what I'm guessing is that she's not going to go by there before it's time to come into studio, then what we're looking at is a potential Monday, let's start the show live from, you know, Holy Cat Lady Central Headquarters Ground Zero until I bust her and we get her live on the air instead of live on Instagram. What do you think about that? I... So, would I need a wireless? Could I do a wireless cam thing? Like, is there, let's let's do this right, Frank. We've got a half hour to plan this out on the air. Do I have any IT gurus out there? 786-828-7068. Any IT gurus that'll help me set up a situation where I can bust this lady? Because the other way is not having to wake up or having some sort of camera facing where she feeds them with some sort of timestamp. But I would imagine... I'm afraid of the elements ruining that camera. I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Anybody who's IT savvy, give us a call. 786-828-7068. In fact, I'll go long on this segment. I already have. I already blew through one break. Might as well blow through a second. Like, might as well take it to the second break. Right, Frank? Mm-hmm. I didn't pay any attention to the 1020 break. That didn't matter. Nope. Never matters. So what are you trying to do? Set up some sort of a camera? Yes. Technology's... Th- <laughs> Technology's awesome. What do you want? Multiple angles? I need someone who knows about this crap. Someone who can just, just, hey, bro, I'm a guru, bro. I can do this. I think if we have technology on our side, we can catch her while I'm sleeping. Then I know what time it is. Then I can go and catch her red-handed at the time she's there. Ring doorbell. Yeah, but I spent $150 on that. You're probably going to spend $150 on whatever kind of concoction setup you want to build. Unless we know someone who has Technology takes money. 786-828-7068. I'm opening up these phone lines. I never do this. Come on. A webcam, okay, Uh and a hard drive. In order to record whatever is being played on the webcam is going to run you north of $100. So you might as well just grab a ring doorbell. You set it up right there at a tree or in your your mother-in-law somewhere high or something like that. And it notifies you when there's movement. So then that way, when the lady shows up, you can go ahead and monitor it. Not only that, but you can go back and you can watch the stuff because it's being recorded to a cloud. Yeah, 786 <laughs> You don't like my idea. I do like your idea. Plus, then, listen, once you catch her, then you can bring the ring doorbell and you can use it here. Because we've been, eyes are open lately, too. <laughs> Say too much information. All right, so I'm already getting texts. Someone says they have a camera they can lend me. Mm. And they says they'll coach me up on what we need to do with this. Mm. Try to get them to call. <laughs> Sean wouldn't call. I'm like, all right, Sean. Don't say my name. Go, all right, Sean, I won't <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean's going to hook a brother up. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, I'm going to set it up. I don't give a rat's ass, bro. Set something up. I'm setting something up. The easy way to do it is just the ring. You do it with a ring doorbell. You set it up somewhere and bam. Bada bing, bada boom. Are those things mobile? Like you can move them from the front of your yeah. door to something? You don't, have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to plug it in. It's, it's uh, via, uh, I think, wire, Wi-Fi. I almost said wireless. It's yeah. Wi-Fi. Sean says he's got me 100%. Cool. Not even to worry, but he goes, I got you. Bomb. I'm just not calling you. Even, even, though, even, though, <laughs> even though now that you said his name, he still got you 100%? Yeah. All right. It's my dude, bro. <laughs> He's your dude, but he's like, don't say my name. And the first thing you do is say He knew name. I was going to say his name. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no, Sean? You knew I was going to say your name, right? Of course, you, you, you had to know I was going to do this. So it's just who I am. So there we go. That's how I'm going to bust this lady. Before I go to Bobo to set freaking trampas to catch cats, and I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not, I, my beef, in, in theory, my beef's not even with the cats. You realize that? It's with the church allowing this lady to do this on their property? It's the so way this is being manifested. So why haven't you just knocked on their door and been like, yo, <laughs> what's up, bro? Because he's an ass. Good. I'm not, he's a man of cloak. I'm not getting into that with so a man then of cloak. you telling me, like, come out here so God can watch me kick <laughs> your ass. <laughs> you want to go? That's my new thing. You want to go? Let's go. I told my son, my daughter, you want to go? You want to fight? <laughs> no, dad, I don't want to fight. Are you scared? Actually, I am. My son tells me. <laughs> my daughter says, I'm not scared of you. I just don't want to fight. You're afraid I'm going to break your nose or kick your ass. I, huh? I used to tell my, my dad, like, you're scared of me? I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. I'm going <laughs> to kick the crap out of you, bro. <laughs> I'm always 
always instead of calling nine one one after I beat the crap out of you. I have to try. I do a good job when I get. I'm usually in a good mood. It's usually something that'll set me off. But when I'm in those moods, I start jostling with everybody. The crib is 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 a trip. <laughs> I raz Anthony all the time. All last night, I was absolutely just assassinating him. It was so so delicious on so many levels. We talked about him being becoming a meme. Physically or mental or, or like uh, um, verbally? Oh, it was verbally. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not going to do anything. I mean, you can smack him around. He's a little bigger than me. <laughs> That's he hasn't we figured it out yet, we so I have a few more months. We talked about your Napoleon complex early this morning. You're right. Uh, we, I have a few more months before he figures it out, but he's already starting to figure it out that he's fighting back. And that's when I have my OHA moments. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, he's hitting me. No. And he hits hard. as these big-ass hands. And boom. Like, so, yeah. The, my, it's funny, though. With my daughter, I stopped play fighting with my daughter. She was about nine. Mm-hmm. My daughter's strong. Him, he's 15. I still play fight with him. Well, it's different, too, because if you go too far and you end up hitting him, and hurting him, at least it's a boy. I know you're still going to feel bad. Oh, I you're, But you at least understand. it's a boy. He says, Dad, why do we girl, do this if the moment you slap me once, you, you freak I freak out. I get a cold sweat, bro. That's, it, that's why I don't understand anybody that does that. Like, I can't. I, it's not even overplayed. Like, he laughs at me about it. Like, he'll go, okay, let, because I'll mess around with him and go, and then I'll, right, let's go, let's go, let's go. But, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I show where he leaves himself open. And I'll go whack, but I don't hit him hard, like at all. Like it's on the car. It's more like a poop pop. Like, and if for some reason he leans in as I'm coming in and it's harder than just a tap, oh, I flip out, bro. That's why I go, Jesus, this is why I don't want to do this crap. I told him one day, I go, I'm going to get boxing gloves for us so we can do this. He goes, Dad, you can break my nose. That would be boxing worse. Gloves. Yeah, I think that's worse. That's worse because your your guard is going to go down on how much it actually hurts, and you're going to pop him right, and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hurt him even. I more. hit hard, not for nothing. I, I hit know. Him. I, I my know. My dad I... tried. My dad tried that approach with well, me, but I then learned. again, me and my dad were always fighting when we were younger. My that's dad put me in karate, so I was in taekwondo, and then my dad kept on. And his way of training me was to beat the crap out of me. So we would always be fighting. I, it got to a point that I was just afraid of fighting with him because he's like, "Oh, I hear the gloves," but he would hit me harder with the gloves, and they would hurt more. The only two people to knock me down in sparring ever. Funny story is my dad and a girl named Jessica Correa. Oh, we got we who was Jessica a, Correa on the show. She was a black belt in Kempo style karate. She was the biggest badass. She was my neighbor. I haven't talked to Jessica in years, man. Oh, I love Jessica. I'm Correa. looking for her right now. You're not gonna find her because I think she married and has another name. I when I tell you that I love Jessica Correa, Jessica Correa is like my sister, bro. She was so awesome. And then when we got old, we used to hang out and drink. And she's like the coolest chick ever. True story, Frank. So she's like, listen, I can't get all the guys at, at our school are scared of me. I can't get anybody to spar with me. So she was excellent, Frank, at kicking. I've told you this story before. But, the, but her hand game, she wasn't good at it, Right? So, no, she's not Jessica Correa from ESPN, by the way. No, no, no. Oh, that's Jessica Mendoza, by the way. I'm but sorry. I found another Jessica Correa that lives in Miami, and funny enough, she's an Eagle Empire in the Eagle Empire Wrestling Club. That might be so her. Maybe it's her. Is she about 47, 48, 49? Mm, yeah. All right, then I need to see it because that's probably her. Now, I have not spoken to Jessica in many, many, many years. Uh, 
if I said 15 years, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, next door neighbor grew up together. God, my story with Jessica Correa is hysterical. We can go to break. I'll, come, I'll say the story about Jessica Correa. I don't give a rat's behind. Right, go to break. We'll come back on the other side. I'll tell you the story. Oh, God, she's going to laugh. Maybe. I just texted you. Check that if that's her. All right. On the other side, you're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Series XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Woo! Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much. And it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. There's no losing. 
only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey, this is Ron Rivera. Listen to Slam Radio. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. On Good Morning Amigo Series XM. Final segment of the program coming up next here on Slam Radio. The youth. Amanda and the gang. Amanda, Nicole, and the gang. Is Nicole there today with them? I think so. I think she'll be in today. I think so. Uh, all right. So let me tell you about Jessica Correa, right? So. <laughs> Jessica was a badass. Straight up badass. What grade, I don't say Jessica, what grade did she kick your ass? No, this is a funny story. So Jessica's a year younger than me. So Jessica has to be 50 or 51 now. In fact, I remember February birthday, in case you're stalking to try to find her. I would love to talk to her. Thanks. I filtered. I put Jessica Correa kicked Larry's ass. and nothing That's, came She up. never kicked my ass. I want you to hear this. So we were young, man, right? And she was just tough, bro. She was really tough when we were young. I'm talking about 12 years old. Had one of those teacher work days, right, Frank? Mm-hmm. And everybody would go ride bike, right? And for some reason, the cool thing to do in 1980 was, you remember those Huffy bikes where they had those foam things in the middle so that in case you hit the handlebar, yeah. you might not bust your head. Yeah, yeah, I had a Huffy bike. Okay, so I would take the foam out. Other people did this. Mm-hmm. And if you had the straight bar, you would put a stick there to defend yourself if, God forbid, something happened. Or, or if a dog comes, you can whack the right. dog while you ride the right. bike. 
and I mean, I don't mean to create a negative visual, no, no, but, but this is a reality. Right. Riding bike as a kid in 1980. The other place that you would find it, because sometimes the handlebar, you didn't want to do it, or you had, look, you had the crooked handlebar. So the, there's always a pole, either the one that goes straight across or that had some sort of foam thing, and you could always put it in there. Yeah, I almost had a, hu I had a huge accident. I never did the, the handlebar thing again. I was riding with my bike. My dad put me on top of the handlebars, and somewhere in there, we hit a bump, and my, my foot hit the spoke. My foot got caught. We both went flying off the bike. Yeah, no, not to mention, I, I'm not talking about riding on the handlebars. I hated doing yeah. that. But I'm talking about it would put the stick there. But the oh, stick but was better in the other place. Nonetheless, so we go out, and one of my boys is apparently getting into a fight with Jessica's little brother. Mm -hmm. So Jessica's little brother instigates the problem, but he's about to get his butt whooped, Right? I'm agnostic. I'm Switzerland. And all of a sudden, his sister comes and starts egging him on to kick the other guy's ass. Mm -hmm. So my point of view is, why don't you stop him from fighting? He's going to get his ass kicked. Mm -hmm. She tells me, no, he's not going to get his ass kicked. And I'm saying, yes. Yes, he's going to kick his ass. Get him out of there. All of a sudden, that became, do you want to fight? And I look at her. Now, I, she was when she was younger, she was tough looking. As she got older, she became actually quite pretty. A very pretty lady. Um, just the coolest. You want to talk about someone you just, like, Frank? Like, like you. You with, that's a woman. Like, just. Just a cool person, man. Just so fun to hang out with. Funny, great, quirky sense of humor. Super intelligent. Um, and could kick your ass every which way but Tuesday. She tells me this, Frank. And I don't know what to say. And everybody, oh. And I said, I don't want to fight with you, Jessica. She goes, I want to fight with you. And she shoves me. So, Frank, in what I consider to be the biggest mistake of my life, from a childhood standpoint, I take out the stick, Frank, and I said, please stop. Don't make me use this to defend myself. Now, let me paint the picture. She was a freaking black belt in karate. Oh, I was going to say, Melian, you just took out a stick on a girl? She was a black belt in karate, and I'm not trying to fight with her. I'm trying to get her to stop. She comes at me, Frank, and I go like this. Whack. And I hit her kind of in the midsection to get her away from me. Now, I don't want to run away from her, but I don't want to fight with her. If I got enredarme, I'm going to lose either way because she's going to kick my ass or you beat up a girl. I didn't want that. But the moment I swung the stick, I knew I had made a terrible mistake. Dude, she looks at me. Look at this. Like this. She goes, I think you shouldn't have done that. And, dude, she comes at me full force. So I do a great job of defending myself, right? Mm -hmm. And as I'm in the middle of the skirmish and she's coming at me, I'm not throwing a punch anymore because I've already regretted doing the stick thing. It was a bad mistake. Bad move. She's my neighbor, too. The end result is she comes at me. I defend myself really well because my dad used to spar with me since I was a kid. And out of nowhere, an adult neighbor comes, swoops up, and breaks it up. 
Out of nowhere, the kids in the neighborhood carry me out like some hero because I had beat the big bad wolf. <laughs> That's how feared she was in the neighborhood by the boys. This is what I'm telling you. Let me paint the picture. This is not just a girl. This was the toughest, the baddest kid in the neighborhood. Didn't matter if she was a girl. She'd whoop your ass. So I go home. I'm white, like, like a ghost. And my family asks me what happens. And I start to tell them. And, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I start to cry. Because I, I was taught you don't ever raise your hand to a girl. Yeah, me too. And I felt like I had made such a terrible mistake. So she didn't talk to me for a couple of days, obviously. And I couldn't anymore. And I, she was outside. I said, can I please talk to you? And she's a tough girl, bro. Like, you're not getting a soft girl out of her. She was like, what? You know, I said, that stuff wasn't supposed to happen. Why did you, like, I start questioning. Why did you come at me? We're friends. Why are you, you have to always be so aggressive. Go fight somebody else. Why would you fight your next door neighbor? I care about you guys. I'm new in town from New York. I'm not, I came from a place where all I did was fight, and now you're going to do this. Why would you put me in that predicament? She goes, because you're the first person to stand up to me. And I said, I, I can't stand up to you. You're a girl. I'm a boy. I'm not supposed to be doing that. I'm so sorry for what I did. I can't deal with what I did. I feel so horrible. She goes, it really didn't hurt, Larry. And she goes like this, Frank. She goes, look, I don't even have a bruise. Scout's honor, Frank. She didn't have a bruise. So I think in my head. Oh, this is Ronda Rousey, bro. No, no. I think in my head what I'd done since I'd been taught not to do that to a girl I think it was so overwhelming that I thought I hit her and I might have just tapped her, Frank. Because mm -hmm. if you hit her with a stick, you don't have to hit her very hard to bruise her. No, yeah, right. It'll be some sort of a mark, not even just a bruise. That's like a red mark or a rash or something. Nothing. Which means I probably was more scared and I went like this than anything else. Mm -hmm. She tells me that I'm the first person to stand up to her. She's tired of people being afraid of her. And I said to her, do you understand why they're afraid of you? Like... You did. You, you gotta understand. You you gotta be a little nicer. I go and, and it's tough to approach you. I approach you. You're my next door neighbor. I'm not scared of you. But but, dude, the kinship that came from that moment. All right, um, our families were very close, um, and Jessica and I became really good friends. Man, Jessica was was like a sister to me, and I'll never forget years later, Frank. She's in the come up in the kickboxing world as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And she's ranked like number one in the country. Oh my God. And ranked globally in her division. Like she was. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Absolutely phenomenal at what she did. And she goes, Listen, I'm having a hard time. Nobody wants to spar with me. And I need to learn how to fight upright. I can't just kick everything. She was just a master of kicking. She goes, Fuck, 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 fuck. And you're done. I was like, okay, so why do you want me? She goes, because I know you've sparred your whole life. I know you know how to fight, <laughs> she tells me. She goes, and you're not going to be afraid of hitting me. I go, yes, I don't want to hit you. I go, this is exactly why I don't want to do this. I go, look, you see this beautiful nose? I've never broken my nose. And if I go, no, I don't want to do this. Come on, Larry, please. I go, okay, so I have boxing gloves. You have these Taekwondo gloves. Both things hurt. She goes, you can use the Taekwondo gloves. I'll use the pillow gloves. I need to learn. Plus, I need the extra weight. Eventually, we end up getting two boxing gloves. We start doing it that way. I can't, I'm just playing defense. I'm letting her hit me, basically. How old were you here? 
16. Oh, okay. So you're one with Zuli. Is that what you guys called it, Larry? No, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, hey, Scout's on. You know, I would tell I'm you. Just, hey. It's a joke. No, it really was like she was like my sister. Her it's brother was like my brother. Her little brother was like my. Like, it really... I just wanted to make sure I wasn't disrespecting Zuli. No, 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 no. No. Um, and plus, she 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 had like an older boyfriend that we were friends with too. No, she really, I'm telling you, family dog. Yeah, I get, this, it, I get this it. This girl was fam. And so we go, I go, all right, let's go, right? And I'll never forget one time we get the boxing gloves and we go at it. So she goes, you're going to hit me today. I go, I'm not going to hit you. I, what I did that, I'm never hitting you again. She goes, I'm not doing this unless you hit me. I go, I'm not doing it. She goes, come on, I need to learn how to counter punch. I need to learn how to block and defend punches. I go, okay, well, I'll come a little bit. You've got to come harder. So she starts. So, Frank, what do I do, right? I'm there. I know you have to start playing the song. So here. Boom. The soft jab. Oh, my God. Look at that. I'm going, boop. I'm not doing anything. I'm smiling. I almost look like, yo, uh, boop, boop. Like, uh, uh. And, brother, she goes, all of a sudden, I go, boop, boop. She counter punches and hits me. I go, oh, somebody wants to hit hard, huh? Okay. So somehow I get the courage up, right? And we're sparring. And I do, and, and I fake a right, and I get her with a good left hook. Cross I, I go, boom. I go, oh, no. I felt horrible, bro. Totally cold clocked her, undefended. I said, no, no. And I dropped my hands. Brother, she went, <laughs> I don't all the next thing I know is I'm looking at her looking down on me and she goes don't you ever put your hands put down. your hands down again and I looked at her and I said do you realize that I've never been knocked down before she was the first time for every time call this girl and, and a chick is the one that did I gotta it. find this girl dude so we would continue sparring and she would say hit me harder I'm like just I can't do this I can't hit you her brother would say Give me the gloves. I'll kick the shit out of her. <laughs> I think this was, bro, she was such a badass. Oh, you, I went to a good place, bro. That took me to a good place. It reminded me of my childhood. The Correa family was a lot of fun. When you got your ass kicked. Abilio, may he rest in peace. The patriarch of the family. Drove cabs. Miriam Correa. I haven't been in touch in a long time. I hope Miriam's alive. And their kids, Ricardo Correa. Jessica Correa, Ernesto Correa. Rounding out the Correa family. <laughs> Marsh's dad, shout out. Got to give a shout out to Marsh, our boy. We dedicated today. We tried to do it as jovial as possible. It's not a lot to talk about. I certainly would like to pay our respects to our boy Marsh Thomas, who lost his dad yesterday. So, um, Love you, Marshall. You're part of a family now, bro. So we, uh, we're here for you, bro. That one was for you, but you got a lot that are going to be for him. And I'm expecting big things, man. Use this as a springboard, bro. Don't make it a negative. That's what I did when I lost mine, right? Right. That, that one hurt. And he left the building, and I said, I'll do something, and look what I'm doing now. And he's sitting there looking down saying, I'm proud of you. That's what it's all about. Coming up next... Amanda, Nicole, and the gang. Oh, today's one of those 80s. I think it's like Alicia, Raya, Amanda, uh, Alba. Uh, <laughs> it's all the A's today are there, if I remember correctly, the schedule. The youth.
the best show on this radio station. Mine sucks compared to them. Amanda does amazing prep. I'm so impressed with the work they're doing. I'll stop kissing Amanda's ass. I'm impressed with everybody else but Amanda. Just kidding. Impressed with all of you. All right, I'm being told that I, uh, I need to shut up now. And move along, nothing to see here. So as I remove my shirt, because it's dirty, I'm off. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. Thank you so much, man. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145.